Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Everybody and welcome to Teenagers with Attitude. And uh, because of internet outages uh, in the American Southeast, causing Zach to split into three people at the last minute, uh, he has hastily uh, had to pass the host ranger powers over to me. I'm Mike, uh, and it's time for a host rush. Joining me today is Emily. Hi. And it's time for a host rush. Also joining us is Simone. Back to action. And it's time for a host rush. Also joining us is Jordan. Hi, I wanted to say back to action, but Simone took it. I'm sorry, you can say it too, it's fine. (laughs) Well, it has been a long time. Back to action. There you go. (laughs) Alright, now, it's time for a host rush, but the problem (laughs) is... Why do you keep saying that? He's plugging his catchphrase. You know Mike's famous catchphrase that he says all (laughs) the time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I don't have an opening segment because I literally found out I was going to be hosting this half an hour ago. (laughs) But we will persevere because it's time for a host rush. Jordan, uh, has anything happened with you lately, Power Rangers or otherwise, that you would like to discuss? Oh, uh, it's good you added the condition because not nothing Power Rangers has happened recently. But, uh, geez, no, my life is pretty boring. Oh, well, uh, actually, I I got uh, one of those that Tales of Equestria thing and ran that for my nieces. They had a lot of fun. Oh, that's so, that like know. that's that um, My Little Pony like tabletop RPG, right? Yeah. I've we had a lot of fun. They they actually really enjoyed it. And they like got to read through the book because it's like partially a choose-your-own-adventure thing, so you don't actually have to be a GM for the practice adventure. So we just all all got to play, and they got to read and roll dice and stuff like that, and we all had fun. That's cute. I'm, I'm like, slightly but only slightly upset that it's titled exactly like a video game from the Tales series. Would be titled. <laughs> I, I love that Tales game, Tales of Equestria, where everyone. I mean, Equestria <laughs> even sounds like an actual Tales title. God, I would totally play that. Like, like everyone in the game is horses. Like, not even like My Little sure. Pony style horses. They're just horses. You know, someone probably <laughs> has made like a fan art version of Tale, like Tale Tales game of characters as the My Little Pony characters. So. I mean, probably, but that's Definitely. not what I want. I, I just want everyone want... to be horses, like real <laughs> horses. Horse don't Tales talk. game to be. Uh, <laughs> I want it for the most part to still be the traditional anime style of the Tales series, but I want the horses that are the characters to be like hyper photorealistic. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I want it to- I want it to look like a shitty Flash animation where just actual photos of horses are bouncing around, but everything else is just smooth as butter anime. And just, yeah. I mean, Tales of Arise has this weird, like, hybrid art style that doesn't really like sit it. well with me. It looks it's not bad. great. They should have just kept it all the way anime. Like, I don't know why okay. they did that. It's, it's kind of funny, because I, I, just, I just started replaying Final Fantasy XV the mm-hmm. other day, and, I, and even that that's aged. Like, even yeah. that is aged, and, like... This is this this new Arise game is going to age in like a month. I mean, t- in terms t- of Tales visuals. games don't like Tales games look last gen even when they're brand new. So there no, you but go. like Tales of Asperia, like still looks fucking. I mean, gorgeous. it looks it still looks fine. But I mean, the characters in Tales always look good because they're cel shaded anime. But the environments and stuff never look great. And now it's going to be 
all but that. Everything is just going to be that now. I don't know. I, I think the environments are good in the other ones. I I, I recently played played uh, Zestiria, and I mean it was fine. It just you know looked old, kind of. I don't know. Hmm. So that's all that's due with me. <laughs> <laughs> if you played, you played a. I, I've been wanting to play that that My Little Pony RPG. I think that'd be funny. I remember mm-hmm. Ashley was joking or was talking about like running a game with people, and I'm like, I'm down. But uh, yeah, I would be too. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's get let's get to talking about the episode. Because I don't, again, don't really have an opening segment, and it's time for a host rush. <laughs> so today we are going to be discussing Power Rangers Zeo Season 1, Episode 34, A Golden Homecoming. And uh, so we open on the command center, and the uh, Gold Ranger staff has been shoved into a crystal. Uh, apparently, apparently, Billy has found a way or to use the Zeo crystals and the power from the command center to slow the decay of the Gold Rangers' powers until they can get another person. Okay. The problem is, is, because of that, Tommy has to go get whoever it is on foot and then bring them back within a reduced teleportation range of the command center. Did any of this get established last episode? Because it's... No. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. Not even like Tommy saying, I know someone, I'll be right back. None of that? That did happen. That was was the thing. Tommy said he knew who to go get. Okay, fine. But all of these, like, conditions under which they have to go get this person, this is all established within the first, like, 30 seconds of this episode. They really throw a lot at you right away. All we knew before is that he knew who to go get and that the Gold Ranger was losing his powers and he needs to be transferred. It's all we knew. Okay. Yeah. They're also saying, and this is... This is a okay thing that Zordon says. They can't even like track where Tommy went in the command center because yeah. apparently the act of checking in on him would like flag King Mondo like to where he's going and what he's doing, which raises some questions because like okay, Rita and Zed tracked everything the Rangers did uh-huh. because magic, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Apparently, King Mondo's been tracking the Rangers because he literally just like spliced he, into the command center. Yeah, he, he's systems. listening to their network transmissions and like, yeah, you know, it's a specific energy signal. That, that, that actually makes more sense to be the most of the bullshit in the show. Is like, oh, if we send out a signal, it could get picked up by the enemy. They have that's, a backdoor into the fine. network of the morphing grid, and they're just looking at all their communications, like much like you know, hackers or machines would. Makes sense. It's internally consistent. Alpha's spending a lot of time on this thing called Habbo Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a quick question. Has the giant Zeo reconstituted Zeo crystal gone red before? Or is that just because of the golden staff that's just shoved in it? I have no it? idea. I'm I think assuming it's that's just because of the golden staff. It's always okay. been kind of white, colory. Yeah, and I remember I like a greenish. Yeah, I remember I it glowing know. green at Maybe one point. I, I could see it that it goes through all the different colors, but I have no memory. Like I can't, I can't say it with any authority. That's what it looked like. Okay, just checking. But so my problem isn't with the fact that Mondo can do this. My problem is the fact that Mondo can do this. Zordon and Alpha are aware that he can do that, and they are taking no countermeasures whatsoever. Yeah, beyond well, like not doing. I mean, it. they just used all their crystals to shove a staff into, and somehow that's you know they can't morph during this and or do anything else apparently because the, the entirety of their technology is geared towards keeping Trey alive or something. At this point, it's weird. Yeah. Here's my so, question. Okay. Though, like, why couldn't Tommy like, pick up this mysterious figure in his Jeep? That's like an off-road vehicle that could easily just like take him there. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Little did we know that it ran on crystals. I mean, as well. the, the command center mm-hmm. is like up on a cliffside. There's, I don't think we've ever seen a road leading up to it or anything. It's probably pretty, pretty remote. Okay, they don't have to get to like the command center though. Like everywhere we see them run in this, his Jeep could go on. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're we're, get, we're gonna need to like like crack the lid open on the secret early here, just because like because we need to talk about how oh, ridiculous no, this it's is. Such a, it's no, such we, a no, we need though. to talk We've about how stupid this about is. It before. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so this is Jason from 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 early Mighty Morphin. This is this is Jason, the former Red Ranger, and the original Red Ranger, uh-huh. the original Red Ranger. Yes. And there's a, I got a couple questions here. For one thing. If Tommy could go get Jason on foot, that means he's just been nearby for 
X amount of time and no That's one has checked point. in with him. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, he went to Switzerland. Did he get a plane ticket to go off to Europe and go, hey, come back, and then take the plane back with him, sit with him for like eight hours, and it's weird. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like he could just jump in like the red um, Falcon Zord thing or eagle, nope. whatever it's called, and like can't. go there because they can't use their powers right now. Right. So yeah, you would have had to just get Jason on a plane or something, I guess. Yeah, and it's not like they said the com- the peace conference was over and he was back home or anything, because he mentions it later yeah. in the episode. Oh, well, he, oh, by the way, he says peace conferences, so that implies oh, that yeah. they just yeah. been going to conferences well, this yeah. whole fucking conference. time. Maybe, maybe by <laughs> peace conference, what it meant was anime convention, and he got Jason in his, in his great Saiyan cosplay, to, then that would explain everything <laughs> about when he comes back. <laughs> okay, see, this this is the other reason I needed to broach the subject, because what they do to hide Jason's identity in all these shots. First, they try to shoot him like either from the back or from far away, but also he's wearing sunglasses, a bandana, and a massive fucking just giant coat yep. here in the desert. Trench coat, now, yeah. now it's, yeah, it's just this massive fucking flasher-ass trench coat. Now, we know in the, the production, in the real-life logic of it, he's wearing that to try and obscure who it is so we can surprise the kids. In universe, why the fuck is he dressed like this? <laughs> well, you know, being that a peace conference uh, person is a very highly sought after <laughs> position, so he has to do that to hide from his fans. Oh, in his the fa- desert. <laughs> yeah, his fans hey, in they're the desert. very dedicated fans. There's like the daily update on TV that everyone watches about the peace conference that's been going on for two years and a half now. And, you know, it's really hard yeah, to tear yourself just... away from it. You had to put a dummy in his place, and it's just, you know, literally a dummy, like, punching some wood, I don't know, and it's... <laughs> These peace conferences aren't really getting anything done, are they? They're still going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, there's still monsters attacking the Earth every day, and they're still and like, talking about it. It's been so long since he's been gone. Like, even, like, in-universe, it has to be, like, it, ha- it has to be at least, like, a year or months. Like, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's been since mid-season two, so it's been, like, t- about two years, I guess. So... Speaking of running from their fans, uh, King Mondo notices, oh shit, there's Tommy and some guy. Fucking send the quadrifighters. And so we get Jason and Tommy running from these like laser blasts through the desert. Uh-huh. And it's just like, we gotta hoof it. Go, go, they, go. <laughs> they really didn't need the code. Because like, even with just the bandana and sunglasses, I wouldn't have been able to it's, tell that's Jason. Like it's I mean, like it's all like I, it's all like it's, I see his arms, and I'm like, those are Jason's arms. <laughs> look, all they had to do was make sure his shirt had sleeves. It's really hard to put myself in the headspace where I don't know that's Jason because I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, well, that's obviously Jason. It's really hard to not tell that it's him. But I mean, if you have I, no idea. Like a, I don't know. Like with with the bandana and sunglasses, I'm just like, it's just a guy. It could yeah, be and you do get better shots later on of him and more close up while he's fighting and stuff, where like, he's more recognizable. I, I even I even knew it was Jason, but on the first shot we see them, like, oh, is that David? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do another fake out. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, so basically, they get jumped by a bunch of cogs, and Tommy's just like, oh man, I was hoping this wouldn't happen, and I'm wondering, okay, Tommy can't have had that much time to explain the situation to Jason. I mean, unless they had an eight-hour plane ride. We don't know <laughs> what he had to do to go get Jason, or where he was, but like, he can't have had, like, <laughs> like what, was, what was that talk like? Was, is Jason just fucking, like, sitting on a porch? He's back home in America for the first time in years. He's, 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 he's feeling good to be back. He's back in Angel Grove, his childhood home. He's, fi- he's feeling maybe a little, little nostalgic. And then up runs fucking Tommy, wearing red. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jason, I don't have any time to explain. We need you to be a Power Ranger again right now. We have to go on foot. Come on. Like, what? <laughs> What the fuck is going through Jason's head? And, like, he, they're running through the desert. He's got this heavy-ass coat on for reasons. Maybe maybe Tommy gave it to him for stealth? Question mark? I don't know. And then they get jumped by these fucking robots, and Tommy's like, oh, man, I hope this wouldn't happen. And Jason's just like, I haven't done karate in, like, two years. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'm sure he kept up with this Oh, karate. he kept I mean, up. He, like, <laughs> he, he, does, he doesn't... He's not peace conferencing every evening. He's pumping iron every evening. For sure. Like, like he's probably broken his, his uh, bench press record by now. Yeah. He's super qualified to be the Gold Ranger. 
making use of those gyms and the hotels that he stays in. But yeah. like, I, I also yeah. like the uh, Mike's idea is funny that he's like just happens to be back from America and Tommy Ghana. But I also like the idea of them stay, of them sitting on a plane together, and he's like, <laughs> so. Mondo is a robot from space. <laughs> and Jason's just like wearing a sh- red shirt, I see, huh? No, it's fine. It's fine. See, I'm wearing white now, man. It's okay that you're wearing red because I'm wearing white right here. <laughs> so he's a robot from space, but he has a son. <laughs> How do. Hmm. And then we met this guy named Trey, but he's actually like three guys. <laughs> yeah. You, you ever play Mario 2? You know Fanto? Okay, so one guy has a face like that, then there's a tiny him that makes the robots grow with the metal milk. Metal milk? What the fuck is this? Give me this up. <laughs> so we totally thought the Gold Ranger was Billy and that he was hiding some shit from us. And, and actually, now that I say it out loud, he still hasn't told us what the fuck he was doing all that time. <laughs> And Jason just goes, well, I mean, you know Billy, right? Mm-hmm. He, always, he always like he always like suddenly like, hey, I've been working on something for the last week or so. Remember that? Remember how he'd always pull that shit? And like, yeah, he has. Some things just never change, man. <laughs> hey, so uh, so that that uh, that guy I gave my powers to, uh, uh, Rick, how's he doing? How's he holding up? <laughs> he's he, he been doing a good job. Oof. Well, Rocky, huh? Uh, well, he's blue now. Oh fuck, he's blue now. Shit. <laughs> You know what I would have liked How's to see? How's Aisha doing? <laughs> we never talk about Aisha, and you better shut your fucking mouth about her. Okay, okay, I won't ask. I won't ask about her. At least tell me how Kimberly's been. <laughs> and then Tommy just stares into the distance for the remaining four hours of flight. <laughs> and scene. Okay, so it's so, time for a host rush as we cut back to the command center. Well, I just want to say Rocky- what, what I was hoping to see during the fight with the cogs was just just to see uh, Jason punch one in the chest and then look surprised that it didn't split apart like the other, <laughs> like Zed's <laughs> old ones. Yeah. Uh, how yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I was honestly like getting my shit confused. I was about to ask whether or not Jason ever fought the the Tangas, and I guess he didn't. Nope. All right. Do you think that do you think that was part of the summary? It's like, oh yeah, at one point we fought these birds. <laughs> Don't worry about it though; it's not important. But just just know that in case it comes up, there's birds. They had this song, and it was like all right for a bit, but they got obnoxious. They use it every single fucking time. <laughs> Wait, you can hear the music when we fight too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for reals though, we cut back to the command center. Rocky's losing his shit. He's like, "Come on, Billy, why can't we teleport them? They're in danger." And Billy just goes, "They got to get close enough." Uh, and then they're, they're they message right Tommy. in the backyard of the command center at this point, <laughs> from what it looks though, it's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's interchangeable desert, right? But Billy like messages Tommy's like, "Hey, you got an- another hundred yards to go, and then you know we can we can teleport to you." So like, okay, so. Come on, guys, I know you're under duress, and I know Jason is wearing a giant fucking coat for some reason, but run the length of a real-ass American football <laughs> field, and then just fucking we'll be able to save you. Yeah, it's like and 100 so, yards, it's like... Yeah. Uh, so, they they make a run for it, we get a slow-motion bit where Tommy trips, and Jason, like, kinda <laughs> Tommy, tries to help him up and doesn't. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But apparently they got just far away enough, and they teleport away in the cogs. I love the I love the shot of the cogs. Like after Tommy and Jason disappear, the cogs kind of like they're Screech. running full tilt, and they try to yeah they try to come to a stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we cut to the moon, and King Mondo's just like ah oh, god damn it they they got away. Now they're gonna transfer the gold powers to that guy. And Machine is just like, hey, it, it doesn't matter. Remember that secret technology we hinted all throughout the last episode? And King Mondo's like, you know, you're right. Uh-huh. Which I, I love that. I love that we're continuing the trend of of the Machine Empire just kind of not caring about any setbacks they have. Yeah. Because as far as they're concerned, they still have this in the bag. Yep. We just send four robots at the same time or whatever it is. So that's their plan now. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to make the robots all super-powered. Yeah. They're wearing adamantium. Neo-plutonium. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's actually called, but it's, it's adamantium. It's, it's, just, it's just bullshit metal that's very strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Adamantium, as far as I know, is completely made up. Uh-huh. Neo-plutonium implies that these things are radioactive. 
I mean, it's yeah, plutonium. It's, it's new though. plutonium. We don't yeah. know if new plut- plutonium's radioactive. It's new plutonium, not without radiation. Maybe that's what the new feature is. Maybe that's why it's stronger. It doesn't. It doesn't radioactive decay. I prefer classic plutonium. <laughs> the plutonium classic. classic was great, mm. but it'll really rot your teeth, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we cut to the uh, private eyes have it detective agency. Hell yeah. And Goldar and Rito are asleep, just at Detective Stone's <laughs> desk. And ha- ha- have any of you read Batman The Dark Knight Returns? Because this is what this makes me think of. Like, Goldar senses that Jason is coming, and it's just bringing everything back to him. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, yeah. That's I what happens. Like it, the flashback has Jason in it. That's yep. good. Yeah, it flashes back to the uh, Goldar fighting Jason as the Mighty Morphin Red Ranger. And it's Rito, Rita and, uh, and Zed taunting Goldar and Rito in their dreams of like, oh, nice maid outfit. You do windows. Uh-huh. Listen, get the fuck up. It's time to come. It's time to come home. I'm going to give you back your wings. I'm yep. going to give you back your sword, Goldar. And just bring Rito and fucking meet us in the designated place mm-hmm. and just get your ass out here. It's time for you to come home. It's time to be evil now. Yeah. He's like, I remember everything. I know who I am. Time to be evil again. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's just like in Death Note when Light Yagami gets the Death Note back and he's just a total dick again. Uh-huh. All according to Kikaku. Uh-huh. Kikaku means plan, though. Good boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we cut to the command center and Tommy shows up and they're like, hey, so uh, where's... Uh, it, it, like, they make a point of not saying his name. Like, so where is... And is he all right? Like, they make a point of really dancing yeah. around who it is, despite the fact that ostensibly Tommy told everyone who he was uh-huh. going to go get. No, he didn't, because they, su- they are all surprised. He's like, oh, I'm going to keep it a surprise for you guys. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he, like, didn't tell them. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's, it's honestly kind of hard to tell. I mean, uh, and, uh, like, it's it's if he kept the surprise for them, it's the only one of the people there, aside from Zordon and Alpha, who had any length of serious time with Jason is uh, Billy. And, like, you have Rocky and Adam that had their powers transferred while Jason was there, even though... Yeah, so they, they, they met Jason, but they're not, like, super tight with him or anything. No, like. and, like, Austin St. John was not on the show anymore by then, either, so they've definitely never seen yeah, Jason's in, face. <laughs> in universe, they met Jason. Yeah, and the then Tanya, Tanya and Kat have Catherine... straight up, point blank, never met him, so... Yeah, they have no idea who this yep. is. I, I do like that, like, when it shows a shot of everybody, it, it has, like, all the rangers together, and then it switches over to, like, the trays all standing together, and it's just, uh-huh. like, it just, I don't know, just kind of goofy, them just all being, like, piled up, like, it, I feel like they should be, like, mingling between the rangers. <laughs> Here's the tray corner, that's where the trays stand, it's their space. They're, they're, they're trying to stick together, because they're technically one person, <laughs> question mark, anyway, also, hey, weird question about the trays, are they still being dubbed by, uh... By Brett Hawkins? No, I no don't think. Idea. I think they I have, have their normal voices. I have, it, I have the, no idea. Uh, the weird thing about dubs in this episode is that I feel like when Jason's the Gold Ranger later on, he will be dubbed by someone else who's not Austin St. John because he sounds kind of weird, except when he says, he says back to action, where that's clearly actually him. I don't know. It was in his know. contract it, when weird. he came back. He had to say it. But before we get to that... We head over to a parking lot somewhere. I don't. I don't know exactly where this I is. I think but it's outside the detective agency because, like, Rito and Golar walk out of it, and that's where they were. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Detective Stone uh, has a classic car, and he's real proud of it. And he wants Bulk and Skull to give it a good coat of wax. And Bulk and Skull are wearing their Mighty Morphin outfits in this episode for some reason. It's it's it's, I it's like called them their Mighty Morphin <laughs> outfits, not just their punk clothes. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they used to dress like in seasons one and two. And it's the only reason I can think of why they're wearing this is that they want to suggest Jason's existence to the kids watching who haven't figured him out yet, so that you know to remind them of older episodes. Well, they, they were wearing this last episode too. Oh, they were it's, okay. It's because they're gonna get on a motorcycle in a bit. Well, no, they're not gonna get on a motorcycle. They drove here on their motorcycle, and I think this is their cycling outfit or something. Uh, but anywho. I feel like this confirms our long-running theory that uh, Detective Stone is just 
using Bulk and Skull for an insurance scam and because he knows that they'll break all his shit. Because why else would they why else would he give them access to a vintage car? Why else would he do this? <laughs> yeah, it's he wants it to be destroyed scam. and to cash the check. Yep. I mean, the, is he, doesn't, he... he doesn't want to pay for professional waxing, and he has the two cronies. Yeah, is he? Arm. Is he counting? But he has on, to know what'll happen. Is he counting on it being destroyed in a monster attack, though, or is that just an accident? Because I'm sure the insurance policy has something to say about monster attacks, and it's probably not in Detective Stone's advantage. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's so upset at the end. Yeah, I was going to say, though, he could be playing on the laws of averages with Balkan Skull. As he, sa- as he said before, Like they are one of the people who seem to be the most uh, prone to seeing monsters everywhere. Yeah. But so, uh, Skull's, Skull's like indignant. It's like, I thought we were going to be detectives. Why are we just doing fucking manual labor? <laughs> Which, you know, and that's bo- a good question that you can like go all the way back to when they first started be- being cops because that's all they've been doing this whole time. Yeah. But so Bulk is like, oh, come on, Skull, don't forget our secret weapon. And then he... It's actually kind of a funny bit where he digs a bunch of other stuff out of his like pocket that is like overflowing with random crap and ultimately pulls out this bell that he's been ringing to summon Goldar and Rito. And then Goldar and Rito come out and they're like, oh, did you ring the fucking bell? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we did. We need you to wax this car in an hour or else. And then they're just like, or else what? And I feel like I feel like immediately Bulk and Skull are like instantly cluing into like, oh, 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 <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, so uh, Roldar and Roldar, wow, Goldar <laughs> and Rito like intimidate the shit out of Bulk and Skull, and then just straight up steal their motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah. And I really love the idea of fucking Goldar driving a motorcycle <laughs> while Rito rides sidecar. Like, that's actually really nice. Yeah, no, that's, I also love the little good. bit of visual comedy that, that's kind of easy to miss where Rito tries to put on the helmet in the seat <laughs> and can't because his head is already a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is funny, and like the image of Goldar stealing a motorcycle is very good, but also I'm a little sad that they aren't like a little bit like a little bit friendly with them because like even though they um they weren't the best caretakers of them they they still you know gave them a home and I mean, they them enslaved well. them like <laughs> i guess they looked for their parents yeah they, they did for garbage <laughs> and they, <laughs> for garbage. <laughs> and they so, were and they were upset when they got separated from them that one time uh like they that's got true. lost they were they were worried about that um, although that might have just been because they were worried they were going to get in trouble for like, oh, true, you know, uh, for like giving sanctuary to monsters or something. So, Bulk and Skull see their motorcycle drive away, and they're like, "Fuck, we got to go after them." And they're still holding the keys to the classic car that Detective Stone gave them, and so they're going to do something very foolish in a moment here. Uh, and then it's time for a host rush. We cut back to the command center. <laughs> And Tommy is here to introduce the new Gold Ranger, the recipient of the gold powers. Who could it possibly be? Uh, Jason walks in and removes his sunglasses. And if you haven't been watching the series for more than the last, I don't know, two, three seasons or so, uh-huh. you probably have no idea who this it's, it's, is. Like, yeah, it's, it's been a while since Jason was there. So, like, even though when I was a kid, I remember Jason. That's not every kid's experience. There's going to be kids who are like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, by the time Zio was on, I had kind of stopped watching the show, but if I'd seen this episode, I would have been so fucking psyched, and I I guess I was still, I was like 11 or 12 years old when this came out, so... I will say, like, as as a kid, it did soften the blow of Billy not being the Gold Ranger, because I was like, I really wanted to be Billy, but like, when Jason showed up, I was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. cool. Speaking of Billy, I feel so bad for for David, or... Yost there, because I mean, every shot he is so done. Yep, and uh, there's there's a shot of him messing up some lines in the outtakes at the end where he looks genuinely angry and like knowing the context for it, you, I felt way worse yeah. about him. Those are really rough to watch now. Yep. Yeah. So we cut to 
somewhere the Neoplutonium mine question mark. Uh Maybe so an King Mondo. Yeah, we're 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 in Sentai footage, let's put it that way. And uh King Mon some of King Mondo's monsters are set to be powered up with a Neoplutonium that's gonna make them even stronger. Uh starting with the guy who's named like Drillmaster, which I feel is a missed opportunity because if you want to do a pun name on your monster, which of course you do, and drill he's a sergeant. giant drill, yeah. and he's a leader of a group. Huh? You, you should name him Drill Sergeant. Yeah, it's, like that's that's the oh, obvious joke. I really, I really like Drill Master. It. He's an absolute unit of a boy. He's just a big round boy with a big drill sticking out of his chest, and I love him. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you know uh, you got to keep it simple in monster design, and big drill on the chest is always a winner. No, he's great. Yeah. So this is definitely one of those things where like. So something that Sentai does a lot, I've found, is reuse monsters. And so, you know, and so we're seeing a few that we've seen before, which generally makes sense. They're robots, they can just make new robots. You know, that makes uh-huh. that makes sense. The problem is one of the monsters we're gonna see returning in this episode is the Rocky's video game monster. Yeah. Which makes they like they just pretend it's a new monster yeah, yeah they don't even say like oh we brought back this guy they just give him a new name and like don't mention it like <laughs> well yeah you know i'm sure that's not the first time the show's pulled that move but like yeah didn't, didn't, it, was, uh, it, was a memor- it was a memorable episode so it's easy to like be like what the didn't sprocket say that it, that one was his favorite so maybe they just rebuilt it because sprocket wanted it so bad uh, was was it? Yeah, like Rocket does mention one of them is his favorite. Yeah, I Silo, know. right? Is the, right. the one is the one from the video game, right? Yeah, and that's again, I, I'm pretty sure it had a different name. So Silo is a dumb he... name for a monster. I'm gonna say it. It's <laughs> even for a missile monster. I mean, it just makes me think of a fucking grain silo. It's not good. Find a new like. Yeah, yeah. Spro- Sprocket's okay. like I want to use uh, you know, Silo because he's my favorite. And uh, Power Rangers, and like, yeah. After he gets Let, the listen. Neoplutonium, we'll send him down first. Yeah. He plays Rocky's video game every day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, because I think it got turned into a history quiz or something. I don't know. That episode <laughs> Look, was they, a long time they ago. They stole the original code. You don't think they would have messed with it so they could get rid of all that history stuff? That's fair. So it's time to give Jason the powers. Oh, but first an alarm went off because the monsters are attacking, because of course, of course they are. Because of course they are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Jason just turns to Tommy's like, don't worry, you guys go, I'll get the powers and I'll be right there. It's Which is lickety odd, split. That, why why would he even need to say that? Of course that's what they do. He's not a Power Ranger yet. Become one and then help them. How is that hard <laughs> to figure? Like don't, you don't need Jason to tell you that, guys. Come on. Well, it's it's Jason slipping back into old Power <laughs> yeah. Rangers leader habits. I mean that's what we're about to see. He, it's really <laughs> like riding a bike. He just gets right back into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> right back into uh, something specific. <laughs> But yeah, so we're th- – th- again, we, we mentioned it earlier with, like, the how could Tommy have explained everything. But, like, th- it really is – it's a thing that in the moment works, but it's one of – like, so many things with the show. If you actually stop to think about it, it is weird how quickly Jason just gets back into the swing of things. I mean, it's not – Without really, really asking questions though. He doesn't or... really – like, when Tommy says, need you to be the new Gold Ranger, like, Jason kind of, like, already has all the background info he needs at this point. It's it does, it's not really important who they're punching right now. He, he gets a ranger suit. He gets a robot. Let's go fight some bad guys. That's how it works. That's all he cares about right now. So we we cut to a forest somewhere. So this this whole fight's gonna be uh, American footage, um, and it is very obviously so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, which I think is a big part of why the in spite of the fact that the other footage has a bunch of monsters in it, we only see Silo. I have to assume that's the only costume they had access to. Yeah. Um, but basically, this guy beats up on all the rangers for a bit. Uh, they break out their pistols like they they they. They use Matt's favorite move, and they just shoot it with their guns. <laughs> it's a, um, they surround but, and shoot him this time, too, so they get him from all sides. Yeah. And, but it just kind of shrugs it off, and they're just like, oh, man, I hope Jason gets here soon. And then we cut back to the command center, and Billy just, like, walks up to Jason and is like, hey, Jason, just do this quickly. Just fucking get it. Get it over with. <laughs> God, Gold Ranger, feels just so go. bad. Just fucking do it. Just because some, someone's got to be the Gold Ranger, and it's not me. Can't can't be me. Can't be Billy. So Jason, just just get in there. 
Get get those powers. Hey, 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 triplets, just fucking give them a speech about knowledge and fucking <laughs> wisdom, wisdom and, no, and bravery. Power, just get heart, in there. Heart, Jason, yeah. yeah, heart. Just Jason, just touch touch the rod. Get Jason, all just fucking three do parts it. of the Triforian power oh. and make your wish <laughs> yep. of, with the golden power. Sacred golden light. Yep. Right just into fucking his do face. It. Just do oh, it. Yeah, just do it, Jason. Just shoot lightning into his face. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, that is really that weird. He said it. <laughs> I mean, he's like yeah. completely no sells that, Jason. He's a tough boy. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's that's where the Gold Ranger emblem goes. But yeah, it really does. Just lightning is. It looks like it goes into his eyes and mouth. Like it looks like it should be terrifying. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'm here to accept some kind of alien power because that's what we do. All right, guys. I, I mean, Tommy told me this was cool. Billy told me this was cool. I trust both of them. Give it to me. <laughs> Symbol for king just branded into my face and burning hot. Great. Awesome. Go for it. I want someone to do that scene and edit over screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Just muffled screams for the entire transformation sequence. I feel like just about any Power Rangers transformation sequence will be enhanced by muffled screams. <laughs> so uh, the Triforians give Jason their powers and like, hey, so that's that's cool. You, use it wisely. I'll we'll be back to get it someday. Probably go do your thing. And then Jason's like, all right, cool. Back to action because I know the new catchphrase. Uh, didn't Jason was back say to that action the phrase when he was? Yeah, I'm trying. Did he? I was trying to remember if Jason was the one trying to make that a catchphrase. I think Jason said that first. I think that started in season two, the beginning. I could be wrong. Okay, in, in that case, he's got to be really proud because it's the lamest thing in the world. But by God, they've kept up with it. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I, I do remember reading an interview, and I can't find the source, so like, take you have a grain of salt. But like, where like. Uh, Austin St. John was like upset when Tommy got to say or Jason David Frank got to say it's morphing time so this is him <laughs> taking it back <laughs> oh boy we'll get we'll get to it we'll get to it so uh, Jason like shows up as like hey guys I've got the powers now what do we do and Tommy's like you fucking distracted we'll assemble a Zeo cannon no, I'm not going to explain what the Zeo Cannon is. You I can mean, probably figure it out. Yeah, go, no, go do your it's, thing. It's it's a cannon, and we're Zeo Rangers. You don't need to explain anything else. <laughs> yeah. So Jason gets in there and he he kiaws the monster a few times. Uh, then they do the the Zeo Cannon sequence, and it's long and elaborate and wonderful. And they shoot the monster, and it explodes. But then it just gets back up again. And so this shot has like the guy in the costume surrounded by fire. And, like, I know that there's safe ways to do that effect, but I don't trust Saban to do this safely, so I was terrified for the man in the suit. God. You don't need to worry. This suit's made out of asbestos. <laughs> then he, he just has cancer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the ranger's like, oh, no, I don't think there's any way we can beat him. And the American version of Clank's costume walks up, and it's the scariest thing I've ever it's seen. It's so bad. <laughs> the face is all wrong. There's like a weird like mark on like his uh, his his uh, right side, R left, where it's supposed to be like the blank face, and there's like a weird <laughs> thing where it looks like they like made metal over his eye, and like. I, it's horrifying and bad, and I hope they never use it It looks like it they tried to cut a slot for the person in the suit to see, but couldn't quite make it work. It's, yeah, it's weird. <sighs> he just walks up, he's like, no chance. And then he swings uh, Orbis at the monster, and the monster gets big. Mm-hmm. It was already winning, but fuck it, we're going to make it big anyway. And then the Rangers, understandably, are like, okay, monster got big, time to call in the robots. We need Zeozord power now. Jason's like, wait, that's <laughs> how they get big now? That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking no. gross. Is that that milk you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, they're alien robots. They have a weird thing. Alright, so we were gonna get to the uh, to the monster fight, but apparently it's time for a host rush as we cut to the command center, and Billy is like, hey, guys, uh... Yeah, I already calculated it, and you're you're totally gonna lose that fight. Like, there's no way, so I'm not gonna send you out there. <laughs> just, you're just gonna lose. The robots are just gonna get destroyed. Now, on the one hand, this makes Billy seem like a real party pooper and a pessimist. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, 
we have a long history of Zordon sending the Rangers out into fights he knows they'll yep. lose and just <laughs> lets them get beat up and lets the robots get blowed up real good. So Billy, you know, honestly, credit to Billy here. He looks at the situation and is like, listen, I love you guys. I trust you guys. I know you're very good at what you do. I know Jason just got some cool new shit uh-huh. that should have been mine, but I know you're going to lose this <laughs> fight because I've math. done the math I, and I'm a good I, at the math. Crunch the numbers. This yeah. number is bigger than that number. That's no good for you guys. Yeah, let me tell you about HP. <laughs> Mondo might be watching every move they make on their systems, but their systems can sure tell what Mondo's made of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we cut to the street somewhere. Uh, Rito and Goldar are having the time of their lives yep. on this here motorcycle. This bender. Uh, Bulk and Skull are trying to give chase, and Skull's like yelling at both to go faster. And the problem is, Bulk and Skull run out of gas. Which... And we get this great shot of Goldar and Rito driving away <laughs> as Rito turns around and swings his sword around yelling, So long, suckers! <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe my favorite shot in the history of the show. It kind of looks like they actually shot this chase in actual traffic, because you see other cars behind everyone, and uh, it doesn't look like it was shot in the studio with fake like road screens. It's it's it's. I mean, they're they're certainly on the street. They they filmed on location. Yeah. but I I'd have to imagine they just you know. Yeah, these are probably a, you know a, extras driving or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel they're like in the middle um, of nowhere. The the shots where it shows them in the actual car, like head on, I think that is like with a screen behind them and stuff. But like, yeah, the the the, the farther away shots are definitely filmed on the actual location. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is, while Bulk is trying to figure out what to do with this car that's run out of gas, Skull is looking up outside and is like, hey, Bulk, not right now, Skull. No, Bulk, I really got to ask you something. Not right now, Skull, I'm trying to think. Is Was there an like a missile launcher on, a giant missile launcher on the street, or did I have too many burritos? <laughs> and then they see the giant robot monster scream and get out of the car, and I'm honestly kind of surprised that the show went with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways, because this is this is a probably the most direct threat to Bulk and Skull's life we've ever seen. I mean, Goldar picked up that bus one time. That happened. That's true, but he was just fucking with him. Yeah. This this monster straight up tried to crush them in the car, yep. and they just barely like got out in time. <clears throat> and succeeds in actually crushing the car, which is going to be a hilarious denouement with Lieutenant Stone, or sorry, Detective Stone, like in a few Detective minutes. Stone, that's very important. Yep. He's he's been stripped of his badge. He's, yep. Let's not let him steal any valor now. Um, so we cut back to the command center and the Triforians are like, Hey, so, uh, we need to go back to our home planet or we'll never get cured of our being three people instead of one itis. Um, and, but we're going to give you some MacGuffins before we go. Here you go. (laughs) Here's, here's our family jewels guys. So, uh, they're like, it's the Zeo gems. And Zordon's As like, oh, p- the Zeo gems. I know about these. And like, you did, Zordon? <laughs> did? Yeah, he's like, I thought they were lost forever. And it's like, and I mean, on the one hand, I guess this, it makes sense. This that, does explain have- why there's a sixth ranger that had Zeo powers out there. Like, because he had another Zeo thing that, you know, that was the. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But also, also, it makes sense that, like, they started with crystals and then had to go to gems because, like, you know, anyone who's played a Crash Bandicoot game will tell you that if you want to get to the end of the levels, you got to get the crystals. But if you want to get the true ending, you got to get the gems. And so basically, the Triforians, they tell Jason, listen, just fucking wave the gold stick at these things, and the other Rangers will get robots, and it'll be cool. Just do that. Anyway, bye! And they just turn into streaks of light. Yep. But different than usual streaks of light, yep. and they're gone. See you in the season finale when Jason can't be a ranger anymore. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Alpha says the Super Zeozords are forming as as Jason waves his thing and the and the the crystals, the, sorry, the gems go away. And it's like, okay, sure. And so all of the rangers and Billy uh, pile out into the desert and they go and look at the new robots that we're presumably going to have for the rest of Zeo, and they fucking suck. They're I hate shapes. these things so much. Everyone gets to pilot shapes now. I, I like I like the blue one, the red one, and the pink one. The, the yellow one looks really dopey. Just looks like two big old Dr. Mario pills next to each yeah, other. Yeah, and like I kind of like 
this the the the, the green one is because if it's like a, such a huge like block of a of a robot. Uh-huh. But like the ones that actually legitimately look cool, I think is like the blue one especially, and then I think the red and pink look fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're kind of goofy, I guess. I'm just I'm I'm gonna have to be the Debbie Downer on this one. I'm not I'm not a fan of the I mean it's uh, the, of the Neos. What are these? What are we calling these? Super Zeo Super Zeos. Super Zeos. Here's nah. here's the thing. I'm gonna say, Zords that are like humanoid robots are universally worse than Zords that are other things. Like it's better mm-hmm. when other things yeah. become a robot than when robots become a robot. That's true. Yeah. Does this thing become a Megazord at some point? Yeah, I forget. I, yes, presumably. Yeah, it does. The, I remember the, the stars in the middle, I think the yellow becomes the two legs, maybe. I'm not sure. Something like that, yeah. We'll see. We yeah. don't even see Pyramidus in this episode. All no. that hullabaloo about Jason getting the Gold Ranger powers. We don't really get no. to see him do any cool Gold Ranger shit in this episode at all. It's, it's clearly based on a, like, a Sentai episode that didn't have the Gold Ranger in it or something, because he's just not involved at all. I was going to say, what if the Triforians yeah. had to take Paramidas back with them to go home? Like, that, that, <laughs> that them turning into light, and that was just them teleporting yeah. back to Paramidas. But then they, had, then they sent it back, because Jason's for sure going to use Paramidas in upcoming episodes. Sure. Uh, so, okay. As much as I hate the new robots... We do get some really cool Sentai robot fights. Yes, here. the I, so we got when four, they fly up into the sky is pretty cool. It's a I, best. I like how apparently the Machine Empire know exactly what they are. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows about the Super Zeozords. Don't be silly. They're shapes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Why? Why do? Why did the robots that look like Billy and the powers that look like Billy have the same shapes? Because that's the Z. Z-, Z- okay, so the Zeo crystals the had, Zeo those, crystal shapes had those shapes. Yeah. yeah. And the Zeo mm-hmm. suits okay. come from the crystals. Only the Zeo Zords were made by Billy. And these are, these are the Zords that were supposed to go with the crystals originally. So I guess these are the true Zeo power Zords. You could argue. Yes. This is all me filling in the backstory that is never explained ever. But, but, but why do the other Zero Zords fit in the Pyramidus? Because they're compatible. Billy made them compatible. How did he know about Pyramidus? Because it's he... happenstance. Any kind of Zord <laughs> might have yeah. might have been able it's to like, fit well, in that. Clearly, these crystals that are shapes will form into some kind of Ultra Zord, and what's the remaining one possible remaining shape? A pyramid? So it's got to fit with. Oh, yeah, okay. I got nothing. <laughs> okay, well, this so... was back in the 90s when your pyramid of health was important, so the pyramid of Zoids, Zoids was already known. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I totally didn't get that reference. I'm just going to no-sell that. It's That's time fine. for a host rush. We get a really great uh, robot sequence where uh, so th- one, the, Silo is going to go flying off into space, and Tommy's going to give chase. Uh, the girls are going to both fight. What is the deal with this monster they fight? We see it for like five seconds, so I don't know what's going on. That there. is the case. I forget which one it is, but it's just like a face. It, yeah, it's a yeah, skull it just kind face, of has a face thing, and yeah, yeah, it's got a it's got a skull face in its belly, well, and the skull girls face. punch it, and it explodes. It's called a skull yeah. face. They punch it, and then they shoot chest beams at it. Yeah, it's pretty good the yeah. way they're both kind of just punching on it. Which again looks looks better from the pink ranger than the yellow ranger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess we should try and actually like say something about how these look. The thing that makes them goofy is not only are they humanoid, but they have, like, giant versions of their shapes where their torsos would be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is where the beams come out of, and that and is really the main thing that makes them look goofy. Like, well, if it weren't for those, they'd probably be fine. See, that's why I'm saying, like, the triangle one and the circle one look fine, because that's mm-hmm. that's normal, like... Like body shape, like, a, 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 like or so. if I saw the pink, the pink circle one, like by itself, I'd be like, "Oh, there's a robot." I wouldn't be like, "Why is there a robot with two stupid ass lines on it?" You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's it's the just, it's it's just a normal circle. Like it's fine. Uh-huh. Like they, that's that's a normal robot look. But the square that- one and the two lines are like. <laughs> They're kind of yeah, too blocky. The, the, you know? the yellow one just looks like it's constantly paused. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so the girls, the red like, one also up. is kind of neat because it's not just a star on its chest. It's actually kind of like it goes outside its body type, so it forms a star. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that too. It's it it is its head's triangle to it, be the point. Yeah, it's it's trying to fit the theme more, but it also looks really silly. <laughs> um, n- n- I mean, like I mean, above and beyond how silly giant robots tend to look. <laughs> but so the the girls try and do as close to a high five as they can in these suits. It's a weird <laughs> sideways fist bump. Uh, and then we cut to the sky just kind of in medias res into this fight Rocky's been having, I guess. Mm-hmm. This fucking weird tentacle robot is just flying around and fucking swinging him around in the air. So and he's like, okay, I got to do something about this. Is the monster I, called so he- Ho's head or was that just him taunting it? Either one That's could be taunting true. it. I don't think we've ever seen this monster. It could be called okay. Hosehead. We have no idea. Check um, Ranger with And you. I, again, here, the, the blue one, I think, is the one that looks the best, because, like, triangles are very dynamic shape, and, like, triangle visors are a normal thing robots have, you know? Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever but seen so- a robot without a triangle visor? I don't think you have, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... So Rocky activates jet boosters on his robot's back to get away from this thing. And then his robot just pulls out a gun. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it doesn't have a gun arm or, or a gun built no. into it. It just pulls, like, a, a fucking just handgun yep. out of question mark and just shoots the monster. Point and it's blank great. in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a pretty cool power. Also, it can go underwater, as we're about to see, with absolutely no transition. Oh, wait. No, sorry. That's a green one. Yeah, it's Adam. Yeah. yeah, it's Adam underwater. I the underwater fight's the best, because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. underwater effects are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love the way Sentai does underwater fights, because like they clearly just put a blue filter over everything. They've got a fog machine. They have like a glass panel with... That bubbles. has bubbles. Yep. Like they like maybe they just put an aquarium in front of the camera. I'm Something not sure. Like but like the bubbles from somewhere, and just we get this slow fight between Adam's robot and the drill monster, where they're just kind of bumping bellies for a while. Yeah, they're both really like they're they're, they're both absolute units. Like the, the the big giant block monster fights the big drill monster. It's great. And like at some point, Adam punches the drill. It's, I mean, if I, if I was fighting a drill robot, I. Punching the drill is maybe the thing I would least the try the least try to do in that fight. It doesn't seem like it works really... out for him though. Yeah, I guess it works out pretty well. That drill fucking explodes, and then the monster fucking explodes, and Adam's like, "Yeah, I love how I when did he it. when he punches it too, like before it explodes, it just like kind of lazily falls back because it's underwater." Yeah, <laughs> like they actually yeah. they actually did the the effort to make it look like this was a underwater falling bit. Oh yeah, you're right. It looks like it has some buoyancy where it yeah. explodes. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun fight. And then the last bit of this whole like honestly really good sequence is we we cut out to the upper atmosphere and Tommy is fighting Silo, and Silo's like, okay, fuck it, I'm just gonna launch a million billion missiles, and then Tommy's robot just pulls out a sword because sure, the red and one it gets slices to have a sword. all that's the missiles. Law. Hell yeah. Sword beats missiles every uh-huh. time. Yep. Every time. And then he just kind <laughs> of the fire he fucking just impales right this thing on his laser sword. And then just the shot of it exploding and then the red sword like swooping across the atmosphere back into the sky. And then Tommy just goes like, well, so much for King Mondo's indestructible new armor. And then like... It's it's a very silly shot. It still looks better than the Donkey Kong-ass shit we had last episode. <laughs> True. But also like, so we get the shot of all the new Zords flying into the sky. And they do a fucking V formation and like leave a rainbow behind them. It's the best. It's so good. And then we cut back to our friends in the motorcycle. Yeah, we cut to Rita and Goldar in the middle of nowhere, and Rita's just like, what, what, where are... No, Rito asks where they are, and Goldar's like, we're going home, and Rito's like, this doesn't look like home. And then Goldar's like, no, look! And then a blue orb shows up, and Rita's voice comes out of it, like, it's time to come home, boys! And they're like, hell yeah! Woo! We're going home! Yeah. And then they seems, zoop into the circle. Rita, Rita seems happy to be able to see his sister again. Yeah, he's like, oh, of my course. big yeah, sister. He does. Mister, he's been a slave for like six months at this point. It's Also, here's the thing. Rito has always 
like super loved his sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of one sided. Like Rita, like Rita's got this weird thing where she fucking despises Rito, no, but also wait. won't stand for Zed anyone dis- other than her bad mouthing him. Zed yeah, despises Rito. That's right, because during the dream sequence, doesn't like Zed say something demeaning about yeah. Rito, and she's yeah. like, hey, and that's like, my brother. R- Rito loves yeah. Zed and Rita, and I guess Rita tolerates Rito, but Zed really hates him. That was the dynamic. I think, I think yeah. Rita well, so, loves Rito. Well, so what Rito, happened in the dream sequence is because the dream brother. sequence the dream sequence was actually directed at specifically Goldar, and Zed was telling Goldar, like, yeah, get back up here, and I guess bring that fucking idiot Rito with you. And Rita's like, hey, that's my brother. Like, that's what was going on there. Okay. But yeah, our our boys are going home. Woo-hoo. The yeah. boys are going home. That's fun. yeah, that's the song. I really I really hope we don't have to wait too long for like the Moon Crew to like make some kind of return. I, don't I know. I mean, next episode I, they do. Have oh, next seen, episode like, the, great. The preview, Good. the thumbnail. I know, that, I know they never. I know they never fully like go back to full strength. I mean, but I they I have a great them. last thing that they do in this season in the finale, but I don't remember I mean, anything they the, do in the, the meantime. Next the next episode has Rito on the cover, like the thumbnail, and it's called mm-hmm. Mondo's Last Stand. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. Yeah. But- uh, so so we cut to somewhere. Uh, the car has been smooshed. Uh, mm-hmm. and, de- and Detective Stone is like, oh, 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 my car. He's, 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 he's like that guy in the bonus minigame in fucking Final Fight. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh no. my car. Yeah. And it, I guess we'll you know, have to... Or- I guess we'll have to find the pet of some lady to pay off this car in one check at this point. <laughs> yeah. So Bulk and Skull are understandably trying to explain, like, listen, there was a fucking monster attack. There was nothing we could have done about this. And... To his credit, Detective Stone does not actually blame Bulk and Skull for this. He does not yell at them. He's just like, guys, please walk away. I need a moment alone. And he does look like he's about to have a complete mental breakdown. I mean, I would. Fuck. I mean, yeah, he should, yeah. He should, have, shown, he should have known better than to give Bulk and Skull that responsibility. But getting your car wrecked is like life-ending and if you don't have, if you're not like, rich. So, yeah. Yeah. So we cut to the Jim and Juice bar, and Get some jammy Tommy- content. Yeah, some good, good. Jammy I mean, content. this is the best scene in the episode because Jason is so fucking happy to be doing this. He's punching <laughs> that bag, and he's so fucking happy. His face—he's mm. so glad to yeah. be back. They're doing that thing where uh, Tommy's actually holding the bag in place so it doesn't bounce around yep. too much, and Jason is just wailing on it. And so they're having this conversation. Uh, Jason's talking about. You know how good it feels to be back. How glad he is to be home in Angel Grove. And then he Jason says, ho- "You know, it's like sorry. He, he, yeah, he says like you know we did a lot of good at the peace conference, but you know it, it feels good to be back. And you know what? I was worried when I left, but yeah, and, I got to tell you something, Tommy. And, it was a tough decision for me to go uh, <laughs> off screen, but <laughs> I, I I felt it was all right to do it because I knew I was leaving the Rangers in good hands with you as the leader. So Jason holds up uh, like a the." newspaper of the day and says straight to the camera i forgive tommy for becoming the red ranger it's really (laughs) important that all the rangers are important to a team and it's not really important who's the leader heimsabon is very nice to me he treats me very well (laughs) well so so what actually happened is, is is you know jason is saying like Listen, I, I knew that the Rangers were in good hands with you, but I also want to be clear that now that I'm back, I'm not trying to make things back the way they were. I'm not trying to take your spot at the front of the team. And Tommy, Tommy Oliver, the most specialist and most importantest Ranger in the history of the series, and if you follow the Power Rangers on any kind of social media, evidently the only Ranger anyone cares about, says out loud... The Power Rangers are a team. Uh-huh. None of them are more important than right. anybody else. <laughs> Do you hear me, Power Rangers Twitter account? Do you fucking hear me? <laughs> I-, I like the implication Your that... Your precious Tommy Oliver said that they're all equal. They're a team. They're an ensemble. You assholes. <laughs> 
one thing that's kind of funny though is when when Jason says like, "Oh, I left it in good hands," you know, I leaving you to be the leader. And it's like, dude, Tom was the leader before you left. Uh-huh. Like, you and, didn't, like leave you it know, to him. <laughs> I, I like the implication that you know the Red Ranger should stay the leader. The Sixth Ranger shouldn't become the leader at the expense of the Red Ranger. So it's fine. I'm not gonna take it from you. It's it. it you could really read some bitterness underneath this dialogue that is completely <laughs> unintended because Jason looks actually really happy to be there. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like cynicism and, and joking aside, like, yeah. it's kind of a sweet scene, and like the whole episode, Tommy and Jason are calling each other bro, and it's kind of it's it's kind of sweet. Yeah. It's, it's I don't, good yeah. jammy content. Also, it's, I don't know yeah. if, we, what we it is. We kind of glossed about, over it, but it was. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't know what it is about this scene. Something like Austin St. John seems to just like he's just a way better actor at this point than Tommy certainly probably than most of the rest of the Rangers I don't know if it's just because he's been off for a while and we haven't seen him in a while but I remember him being really wooden in like season one and now he just seems like really comfortable and just just psyched to be there it's really good to see him like that yeah well I was gonna say we kind of glossed over it but like back during the beginning when they were trying to do the fake out and I guess trying to imply that the guy that Tommy went to get was his brother David Mm -hmm. They kept calling each other bro, and I think that was meant to be oh, part God. of the fake-out. Mm. Yeah, but they had to I go guess. back and kind of justify it by having them continue to call each other bro yeah. for the rest of the episode. But, you know, hey, whatever. So, all things considered, as as upset as I am about the general handling of the Golden Ranger, the Golden Ranger's whole entire steez, the whole build-up to it, the whole mystery, the whole fake-out, the fact that it's not Billy... All the background stuff leading to the fact that's not Billy as upset as I am about all of it. The fact that I hate the new designs of the robots. This is still a really fun episode, and it does feel good to have Jason. Yeah, the, the thing is that Jason is really the one that elevates this entire episode. He's he's just really good in this. Like he He's barely on screen for this episode, actually, but it's just so good to see him. Makes everything better. I really can't wait to see him, like kind of reintegrating into the team. I want to see him interact with the, I mean cuz here's the thing again, other than Tommy and Billy, even though even though some of those other characters have technically met him like in the canon, mm-hmm. no one other than David Yost and and Jason David Frank have actually been yeah. on screen with Austin St. John before. And so I'm I'm interested to see how some of that goes. I I do remember that in the remaining 16 episodes of this season, Jason gets like more character development than he did in all the first season and a half of the show by far. It's really the best Jason is ever is in this the end of the season, so I'm really looking forward to the rest of this. Honestly, that's a better than he was in season 1 is kind of a it's low a bar, bar to clear for sure, but, but yeah. Yeah, but like yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? I yeah, this was a really fun episode. Like they, the I like you said, like despite everything that was going on and lead up to it, at least the episode itself was fun, and I like that it also had like a really cool B plot with Goldar and Rito just having a fun day out yeah. riding their motorcycle. I'm, ca- I'm kind of sad Goldar never saw Jason in this episode, and I yeah. don't even know if they're going to meet up because it feels like they were kind of hinting at that rematch and then they never even see each other. Yeah. Uh, Emily, how about you? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it has a, one of the best robot fights we've seen in this series so far, like, period. Um, so that was really cool. And, like, a... Like I said, Jason being the Gold Ranger kind of like softens the blow of it not being Billy a bit. Mm-hmm. I still would have preferred Billy, but it's cool to see Jason again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Simone, any final thoughts from you? Uh, I like Jason as a Gold Ranger. I think this is, you know, you've all been like kind of dunking on me for like 34 weeks at this point about, <laughs> oh, Zeo, Zeo's not great. Why do you like it so much? I think I remember a lot of like the last part of the season and it's just actually way better at this point than it's been so far because I know that other cool shit with the moon crew, well, the, the you know, the Machine Empire starts happening next episode based on the title of the next episode so I'm also looking forward to that like resolving itself, so yeah Alright, cool uh, Yeah, so I think that's gonna more or less do it for us. I don't have any questions or anything prepared again, like Apologies about this, folks. This was a last-second thing. Like, straight up, there was a massive internet outages yep. in Zach's part of the country. And, like, so I kind of got thrust into the host chair literally half an hour before we started recording. 
So, <laughs> so I guess this is just going to be a sure one. Uh, so yeah, any final thoughts from anybody before we roll out? Anybody got anything they want to plug? Oh, um, well, since, you know, uh, I wasn't going to plug it again, but since Jordan's on the podcast, we'll yeah. say that, uh, um, we're going to be recording this week, uh, a new reunion episode of Warren Beast where we're reviewing the Bumblebee movie. So that'll probably be online, um, like next week. I'm not sure when this episode comes up, but like the next week of, uh, 2019, the seventh month second day <laughs> i don't know why i said it like that because i'm just reading the fucking calendar on my uh computer but yeah um yeah so check that out uh i think it'll be a fun episode it'll be fun to get back together with the old crew all right uh simon uh not much uh back to action it's no i'm not gonna steal your tagline so there you go <laughs> all right you get jordan to anything you want to plug before uh before you go um actually yeah i'll plug my friend uh Dan does this stream called Game Apartment 1C. It's like a homage to Game uh, Game Center CX. And on like Mondays and Fridays, he streams him playing video games and we all get together and it's supposed to be like a really chill thing and and have fun. And he tries to do challenges and stuff like that. And uh, you, if you have a chance on, on any of those days, you know, feel free to stop by. We'd really... You know, we really welcome new friends, and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, that's... Right. Oh, and, uh, it's Game Apartment 1C, so it's like Twitch slash GA1C. Okay. Uh, all right, well, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. If you want to send us questions, which we will hopefully be able to answer in the future, at Teens with Tude on Twitter... Teenagers with Attitude at gmail.com. The Facebook group is Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, if you go to the Audio Entropy Discord, go to at Audio Entropy on Twitter. The pinned tweet will get you that link. Come hang out with us. And uh, I, th- I think that's going to do it for us. So, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Mike. I've been Emily. I've been Simo. I've been Jordan. And it is no longer time for a host. <gasps>